Hello, everyone. Welcome to Save News TV. I am your host, AZ Hubbard, and today we're going to bring you a news brief. We have had breaking news while we were waiting to go live, and so we're going to bring that to you now that the judge has dismissed the charges against the U.S. team Rittenhouse for possession the possessing the rifle okay let's read this right quick and um this coming from ruthers a judge in the wisconsin murder trial of kyle rittenhouse on monday dismissed the misdemeanor charge against the teenager for illegally possessing an ar-15 rifle style he used to shoot three people, killing two, in what he says was self-defense. In dismissing the charge, Judge Bruce Schroner said the law of possession was unclear. Rittenhouse was 17 at the time of the shooting. While a misdemeanor charge, its dismissal carries symbolic significance in the case that has captured the attention of the public in part because it involves a teenager roaming the streets with a semi-automatic rifle who was not immediately brought into custody by the Kenosha police. The defense argued that under a strict reading of the Wisconsin law, a person could carry a rifle at age 16 or 17, as long as it was not considered short-barreled among other exceptions. After the prosecutor conceded that the barrel of Rittenhouse AR-15 style rifle was of the length that would not be categorized it as short barrel, the judge dismissed the weapons possession charge, the only misdemeanor count against the teenager. It is also closely watched trial involving the civil rights to self-defense since George Zimmerman was acquitted in the fatal shooting of Trayvon Martin, an unarmed black teenager in 2013. Unlike, I mean, like Zimmerman, Rittenhouse has emerged as a defensive, divisive figure. Viewed as heroic by some conservatives who favor expansion gun rights and as a symbol of an out of control American gun culture by many on the left. Rittenhouse, 18, is charged with killing Joseph Rosenbaum, 36, and Anthony Huber, 26, and with wounding Gage Grossing, 27, in the city of Kadosha on August 25, 2020. The shooting took place during protests marred by arson, rioting, and looting that followed the police shooting of a black man, Jacob Blake who was left paralyzed from the waist down. Prosecution and defense were due to deliver closing speeches later on Monday in Rittenhouse trial, offering to the jury vastly different conclusions about why the teenager opened fire during protests against the police shooting of Blake last year and whether it was justified. Wearing a dark suit, blue shirt and tie, Rittenhouse yawned as the judge and the lawyer discussed jury instructions on Monday morning, with the jury still outside the courtroom. 
About two dozen people waited to get a seat in the public section of the courthouse before the doors opened. The courthouse benches were nearly full for closing arguments, and among those looking on was Rittenhouse's mother, Wendy Rittenhouse. The closing arguments are the lawyer's last chance to influence the jury after nearly two weeks of testimony that concluded considerable, considerable evidence supporting Rittenhouse's argument that he was attacked before he fired the rifle, killing two men and wounding a third. The jury will begin deliberations and attempt to form a consensus on guilt or innocence. Rittenhouse, who has pled not guilty and testified last week that he acted in self-defense, faces life in prison if convicted. Kenosha Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger and James Cross have sought to portray him as a reckless vigilante who came to Kenosha looking for an opportunity to use his weapons and have argued that he was unjustified in deploying deadly force even when protesters pursued and attacked him. On Friday, the jury said, the judge said he would instruct the jury that they may weigh in, weigh the prosecution's argument that Rittenhouse was the aggressor given prosecutors latitude in closing remarks to highlight grainy drone video they say shows the team raising his gun in a way that provoked Rotten, who was unarmed. If the jury finds the argument credible, it will raise the bar for self-defense under Wisconsin law, making it easier to convict. Okay, we're going to follow this case um, as it goes along. And so we're going to now get back into our main stories. Now, this story came in September. However, um, it has gained some traction here regarding the federal government um, giving a grant to try to put the vax inside of food products. This article is coming from the University of California, which will be doing the research. Um, grow to eat your vegetables. Um, the future of the vaccine may look more like eating a salad than getting a shot in the arm. You see Riverside scientists are studying whether they can turn edible plants like lettuce into mRNA vaccine factories. Messenger RNA or mRNA technology uses used in C19 vaccines works by teaching our cells to recognize and protect our to that protect us against infectious diseases. One of the challenges with the new technology is that it must be kept cold to maintain stability during transport and storage. If this new product project is successful, plant-based mRNA vaccines, which can be eaten, could overcome this challenge with the ability to store at room temperature. The project's goals made possible by a $500,000 grant from the National Science Foundation are threefold, showing that DNA containing the mRNA vax can be successfully delivered into part of plant cells where it can be replicated. 
demonstrating the plant can produce enough mRNA to rival the traditional shot, and finally, determining the right dosage. Ideally, a single plant would produce enough mRNA to vaccine, vaccinate a single person, says Juan Pablo Gileardo, an associate professor of UC Riverside Department of Biology of Botany Plant Sciences, who is leading the research done in collaboration with the scientists at UC San Diego and Carnegie Mellon University. We are testing this approach with spinach and lettuce and have long-term goals of people growing their own gardens. Farmers could also eventually grow an entire field of it. Okay, so I'm going to put this link inside of the chat. I want to make sure that you all get an opportunity to finish reading this article for yourself. I must say that this is a dangerous practice in putting a vaccine inside of food, especially for people, number one, that cannot take it due to medical health issues. Will there be proper labeling of the food that people would know that this contains uh, MNRSA? Also, for those that do not wish to take it, will there be proper labeling of the food? I think this is very dangerous. I think this is something that you all should reach out to your congressmen, senators, the White House, and let them know that this is not something that you want. Also, to genetically modify foods to contain medicine, you are risking maybe an overdose type of situation. What if someone, you know, they said one plant is equal to one dosage. What if you eat broccoli today? Then you eat the same broccoli tomorrow. Then you eat it again. I mean, what type of effect, side effects is this going to have? Um, one thing that they said that's key, I know a lot of people are growing their own food now, and that is a great idea. Just be careful. Make sure you, as you buy your seeds now, that you begin to look at what type of seeds there are. You might want to also consider to make sure that you purchase heritage seeds and make sure that this is not the genetically modified seeds that you're purchasing. I understand that there are health issues for a lot of people and for the government to determine, well, if you won't do it voluntarily, we're going to sneak it in your food is just beyond reprehensible. So we want to make sure that this does not continue. A half a million dollar grant was given to the university to do this study and to be able to put this inside of your food. So like I said, proceed with caution. Make sure you uh, reach out to your legislators and let them know this is not something that they want to happen, that you want to happen even if you are uh, pro or against, it doesn't matter. For the government to put genetically modified the foods to incorporate medicine is uh, going beyond their scale of what they are able to do. They have definitely gone beyond the pale. So, okay, on Friday, the United States 
courts of appeals a firm hold on Biden COVID-19 vaccine mandate. You know, we have been talking about this and, you know, the federal judge had put in a hold. Well, today, I mean, Friday, he made it permanent. So let's let's roll on with this, at least permanent for a while. Let's see how it plays out. Um, the U.S. Court of Appeal on Friday upheld decision to put a hold on the order of President Joe Biden for companies from 100 workers or more to require COVID vaccine mandates, rejecting the challenge by his administration. The three-member panel of the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans affirmed its ruling despite the Biden administration's position that halting implementation of the vaccine mandate would lead to dozens or even hundreds of deaths. The mandate is staggeredly overboard, the opinion said. The mandate is one size fits all sledgehammer that makes hardly any attempt to account for differences in workplaces and workers. Circuit Court Judge Kurt Englehart wrote for the panel, vaccine mandates are deeply controversial in the United States. Supporters say they are a must to put an end to the nearly two-year coronavirus pandemic, while opponents argue they violate the U.S. Constitution and curb the individual liberty. The Fifth Circuit judges appear to agree on the components. The public interest is also served by maintaining our constitutional structure and maintaining the liberty of individuals to make intensely personal decisions according to their own personal convictions, even or perhaps particularly when those decisions frustrate government officials, Ingenhart wrote. The rule was issued by the Occupational Safety, Health and Administration, OSHA, and mandates businesses with at least 100 employees require staff to get vaccinated or face weekly tests and face mask requirements. The White House officials had not immediately commented on the ruling, which was halted as a victory by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Texas joined other states as well as private employers and religious organizations in legal challenges to the order. Citing Texas' compelling argument, the Fifth Circuit has stayed OSHA's unconstitutional and illegal private business vaccine mandate, Paxton said on Twitter. Biden imposed the requirement in September, telling Americans that our patience is growing thin. <laughs> Hold the wheel, hold the wheel. I got to finish this article. I'll comment in a minute. With those refusing to get inoculated. Okay, so that's the end of that article. Um, we don't care if your patience is growing thin, whether you are pro or against the vaccine. Uh, if your patients have grown thin, oh, well, too bad. You cannot tell us what to do with your our bodies. Um, you will hear my body, my choice all the time. However, when it comes to this, there appears to be um, my body, the, um, the government's choice.
and we're not buying that. So let's just say that's not happening. Well, everybody, that is um, basically our news update for today. We want you to tune in tomorrow. We have a very good show coming. It'll be at 7 p.m. And we're gonna, I'm gonna be breaking down and talking about um, Biden and his pandering to the black community. And as a note, as as I was speaking, waiting to come on live, Al Sharpton has now anointed Kamala Harris to be the spokesperson for the black community, African American community. And we want to say out the gate. We reject that notion. One thing about us, we know one thing, just because you might have the same skin tone of us does not mean that you're one of us, Kamala. You are not. You have done absolutely nothing to support the black community. We're still waiting on what's the status of the Haitians that deported. Weren't you supposed to go down there and handle the situation? You have done nothing, no press release, no nothing, no follow-up or whatever. So now she's calling Biden a racist. Okay, we already know he's a racist. That's that's just the given. But before, you know, when she was at the debate, she was beating him down, beating him down. I was that girl. I was that girl that could not be get on the bus. I was that girl. But then as soon as he nominated her as VP, she was like, I don't believe Joe Biden is racist. I support him. It was just a debate. It was just a debate. No, girl, we're not rolling with you. So Al Sharpton and the rest of you all that want to self-appoint these people that we know are field hands, no. Just like Plantation Massa Joe Negro Biden and his field hands all need to stop trying to pander into black folk. Now, Kamala, if you want to be self-appointed, uh, anointed um, for the black community, why don't you go and do get some reparations for, the, for, for slave reparations? Now, if you can do that, if you go do that, then we might get on your bandwagon. But as for today, we're not buying your 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 thing, okay? So that's tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, we thank you so much for allowing us into your homes. We will be having other things coming up this week. It's just going to be hot, hot, hot. Tune in to um, our stations on Roku, Save News TV, and also now on Amazon Fire Stick. So, baby. Baby, we're going to have some things on Roku and Amazon Fire that's not going to be on these regular platforms because we cannot say certain things without getting tagged or, you know, put a, a banner underneath our video. So we want to be able to speak freely. And also, we have some correspondence. If you want to be a correspondent out there, you see things that's going on in the community. I know a lot of people are sending us stuff. Please feel free to contact us on any of our social media. Let us know, because you know there's a lot of things going on. Email us what's going on out there, and we are going to get at it. We're so happy that you've invited us into your home. We appreciate you. And uh, again, make sure you tune into our stations on Roku and Amazon Fire. We're also podcasting 
on uh, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Amazon. Just look us up. We're everywhere, baby. We're going to bring this word out. We're bringing it to the forefront. We want everybody to know what's going on in this world of today. All righty then. God bless. Tune in to Save News TV on Roku to watch these editions and more. Apostle Sevilla Purcell. Well, hello, welcome. I'm Dr. Sevilla Purcell, and I'm so excited to be here with you today with a new you. Yes, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of pain, in the midst of situations that seem so hard that there seems that there is no solution. But in the midst of everything that you have, I came to bring you a message. There's a new you. There's a new you coming. Amen. Evangelist No Man Jenny. That your dreams are not tied up in your boo, your boo thing, your bae, your spouse, your ba your, your uh, wifey, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm good, Tiff. Um, I am. I'm real good. Um, but we need to um, herald this message. Make sure you like and share. Um, because we need to tell everybody in the spirit of transparency that our dreams and our visions, our goals, our ambitions are not tied up in our relationships with another person. These and much more on Save News TV.